My name is Sonia Ena. Before I start, I just want to um, acknowledge this whenua that we stand on. Thank God for it. And I say that it's an honor um, as Tangata Tiriti to share stories and to share the gospel in this land. Hey, family, <laughs> good to be with you this morning. Good to be back in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning gathering. It's good. Have you had good holidays? Tony had a real good holiday worth getting a chocolate for. I remember um, someone uh, sometime in messages gone past at KIC. Um, I was trying to remember who it was, but they were talking about the word holiday. Was it you, Debbie? Yeah, it was Debbie. She was talking about the word holiday and how it has originated from holy day, you know, the Sabbath within uh, Jewish tradition. And, and I love that revelation that a holiday has come from holy day because God has set into the rhythms and the patterns of our life this, this idea of a Sabbath once a week, which means that we get a weekly holiday, right? And how many people work like all these weeks out of the year, waiting, 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 waiting for this holiday, when actually God has set the rhythm of holiday into every week of our year. I actually love that. It changed my whole mindset around Sabbath being something that was a restriction that you were not allowed to work on a certain day into this whole freeing thing that you actually could just have rest with no guilt one day a week. You can rest. You can have a holiday. So, I mean, that was a hugely freeing thing for me when Debbie shared that. And um, a good thing to remember, I think, coming off because it means that we can go instead of work, 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 rest, reframe it into rest, and from that flows our work. God is so kind to us, right? That he would work that into the rhythms of life. Um, I get to share because Lawrence is resting, which is nice, um, and I think that is great. I think we should remember to pray for our pastors and our leaders, to pray and to uphold and to honour them, and I love that our pastors are taking rest and taking break. It's so good. So, so good. Uh, this morning, I'm not really aiming to, like, teach you a whole bunch of stuff. I'm more aiming to ask a few questions and instead of just imparting a bunch of stuff from my brilliant brain, <laughs> instead get your own brilliant, imaginative, powerful, transforming brains thinking and working. Is that okay? Everyone's like, nope, didn't come here to work. I came here to sit here and listen. <laughs> no, you didn't. So um, today we're going to be talking about where is your focus and what can you notice? I was listening to a podcast this week from a man called Pastor Matty Montgomery. He pastors the Altar Fellowship, which is in Johnson City, Tennessee. And uh, he was speaking out over his church for this year, uh, Psalm 24. And he really felt that for, for his body, for the people he's shepherding and leading, that Psalm 24 held some awesome keys for 2024. And, um, and I want to jump on, jump on that because I was quite inspired by it. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to start there. We're going to start in Psalm 24. And uh, hopefully we're going to pull out some ways to think about where our focus is and what we can notice. So here we go. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. 
Who may ascend the mountain of Yahweh? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. When I first read Pastor Maddie, I heard him read that out. You know when it says who, who can stand before God? Like instantly, and when it says like you need to have clean hands, you need to have a pure heart, straight away interpret it about me. <laughs> straight away interpret it like I need to have been doing good deeds, have clean hands, have a pure heart. And Pastor Maddie's unpacking this, and he just says, do you know what makes me so happy? That the only person who has a clean hands and a pure heart and can stand before God, who? Not Sonia Forbes, Jesus Christ, right? Jesus is the one who stands before God, clean hands, pure heart, has not worshipped an idol. He's the one. And I love that he brought that, that the one who can stand in the holy place is Jesus. I wonder if we can start this year with gratitude for the gift of grace, because why else do we gather? <laughs> why, else, why else do, like, what's our foundation here? It is the gospel and the good news of Jesus. Jesus gifts us that righteousness. That's the, that's the wildness of it all. He's the one who could stand faultless and holy in the presence of God. And by his gift to us, we can too. Also, at the very beginning there, it says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. How many people, when you plan out your life, start to think about all the things you want to do and the goals you want to achieve, and you're planning out from a perspective of this is my life, my one life that I get to live. This reminds me, actually, it's all God's. <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He founded it. So maybe that's a good place to focus, focus in on this is actually God's instead of organizing our lives, <laughs> remembering that they are his, that Jesus is the one who can stand in the holy place. And, and then it says, such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. And I think this is going to be pivotal for this year as well. And uh, we prayed before the service, just speaking some words of life over KIC and that was one of the things I really felt stirred that there is going to be a people who will seek the face of God. By that, I simply mean people who are going to worship Him with their whole hearts. Lily Gray mentioned that she hosted a worship night here on Friday. I was able to be in the room and it was incredible. Like 80 people from across this region. Some people traveled from outside of Carpety to come to it as well because they were like, oh, opportunity to worship Jesus over summer holidays. And it was so powerful to see a generation who said, I want to seek the face of the Lord. To see a generation who said, I want to be in his presence. I want to worship him. I want to be in a really hot, sweaty, smelly building <laughs> just to honor the name of Jesus. As we set our focus for the year, are we going to set our focus on worshiping Yahweh, on worshiping Jesus? I think at the beginning of the new year, like sometimes we can feel rushed. I don't know if anyone else gets this, the rushing of the constant moving on of time. Like there's this, there's this relief and this freedom of 
that's done, here we go, new thing. But sometimes it can also feel like, whoa, another year's just ticked over and it's always towards the end of the year. Whoa, how did we get to Christmas so quickly? It's Christmas already. How did we not see that coming? Whoa, it's New Year's, it's New Year's already. And then before we know it, it's May and we're turning 28 and where did our 20s go? But sometimes we can feel a bit rushed, rushed, rushed by the moving forward of time. I think that can be a bit daunting, (laughs) the moving onward, the moving forward of time. But it can also be exciting, and it can also hold a whole lot of potential and promise. In 2 Corinthians, it says that though our physical bodies decay, our spiritual being is renewed daily. And it also says that we, this is, this is crazy, it says this thing about holding the life of Jesus in our mortal bodies. Has anyone read this? In 2 Corinthians 4, at all times, we carry in our mortal bodies the death of Jesus so that his life may also be seen in our bodies. I just think that's a crazy verse that y'all should go and meditate on later, that we hold the death of Jesus in our mortal bodies, so that his life can also be seen in our bodies. There were so many testimonies of healing at that um, worship jam on Friday night. Young people who have had um, physical things in their bodies healed, mental things in their bodies healed, addictions healed. We carry that with Jesus in us. So good. It can be exciting, this moving forward of time, I think. Um, when I prayed for a word for you for this morning, and this was, this was kind of the first thing I heard that this has sort of been based around. I heard the Lord say, Do not be overwhelmed, child, by the moving forward of time. Instead, notice the patterns of my rhythm and rhyme. And I've already mentioned this, but God has written patterns into this world. If we turn into Ecclesiastes 3, a lot of you know that that real traditional um, kind of passage about the seasons. To everything there is a season, to everything there is a purpose, a time for all things under the heavens. My mum used to have this song on a vinyl record, to everything, turn, 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 there is a season, turn, turn, turn. I don't know if anyone remembers that song, but it is like, it is blazed into my memory from like, homeschool family devotion times. Turn, turn, turn. That was not in the notes. Dang it. I was going to try and not say that, but I went there. Turn, turn, turn. There's a season for everything. There's a funny paradox in here as well though, right? Because, Because the writer here of Ecclesiastes is talking about a time for everything and there's nothing new under the sun and it's all the same and it keeps going round and round and round. And yet, within those patterns and those rhythms and those same, 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 there are always new things happening. There is always new life growing. There is always more things to notice. There are always things happening within those seasons. And um, I've been reading a book at the moment called The Creative 
act, a way of being. Um, I'm always trying to consume something within, from a writer within creativity and a writer from within spirituality because that's where I like to do a lot of my work from. And um, so I've been reading this one by Rick Rubin, and, um, and I'm just going to read a portion out of there called, uh, titled Nothing is Static. I think this adds an interesting element um, into this corridor. The world is always changing. You can engage in the same awareness practice five days in a row in the same location and have a unique experience each time. Different sounds and different smells may be present. No two gusts of wind feel quite the same. The tone and quality of sunlight changes from minute to minute and day to day. Within the richness of nature, the variations are easily noticeable. Some are shouts, others whispers. Even if an element seems static, whether a work of art in a museum or an everyday object in the kitchen, when we look at it deeply, we can see a newness. We recognize aspects unnoticed before. Reread the same book over and over and we'll likely find new themes, undercurrents, details, and connections. That happens all the time with the Bible, right? Read the same thing over and over, you see newness. And I added this emphasis, you can't step into the same stream twice because it's always flowing. Everything is. The world is constantly changing, so no matter how often we practice paying attention, there will always be something new to notice. It's up to us to find it. That's from Rick Rubin. I got stuck. There's so much content in this book, but I got stuck on that one little passage for the last three weeks and have just been ruminating over it. One, where is our focus? But two, what are we noticing? Are we noticing? Are we paying attention to these subtle changes and patterns and rhythms in life? A lot of you know, um, Daniel and I recently moved house. We're having a party there tonight. You're all welcome to come. And in the moving into this new um, place, one of my favorite things has been watching the garden bloom. Like, I think we mentioned this at the celebration service last year because, honestly, what a miracle, praise God. But I've been watching these roses bloom at our whare. And um, actually, side tangent, um, Andrea told me um, this thing from the Bible where, you know, the Canaanites came into the promised land and that everything in the promised land had already been, like, established prior, ready and organized for them. And she said they came in and, like, There was already food. They came in and the gardens were ready. They came in and it had been prepared by giants. So everything was bigger and better than they even needed. (laughs) And I was going, whoa, there's a word. It feels like we've come into this thing where things have already been pre-established for us. And one of those is the rose plants. Okay, back on track. So uh, Daniel and I, we like, we, I went around, did some of the gardening and, you know, some of the rose plants didn't have flowers yet when we moved in. Lots of them did. Some of them didn't. And so I went around and I just pruned them back a little bit and kind of tidied them up and thought we'll see whether any flowers come this year on that plant. And then we're sitting in our lounge a few days ago 
And Daniel and I are like full-on conversation, like chatting away. And out the window, just beyond him, like past where Daniel is, I see that one of the plants that I hadn't had any flowers on yet had burst open a flower. <laughs> and partway through Daniel talking to me, I just go, babe, that one's pink. <laughs> he doesn't even know what I'm looking at. But I'm seeing this flower that has bloomed for the first time. And it's a pink one. And I'm excited that there is this new flower in my garden that has burst open. And then as I was praying about this morning and preparing, I felt that for a lot of you, there are these buds in your garden and you don't even know what they contain yet, but you've been pruning away, you've been preparing away, you've been consistent and you've been faithful. And there are these things that are going to bloom in your life in 2024 that you don't even know yet. You don't know the color of them. You don't know the fragrance of them. You don't know how going to good they're going to look when you put them on your dining room table, but they are there and they are, they've got so much potential within them, these buds in your life this year. So there's another question to jot down. What are the rosebuds of 2024 for you? Maybe, um, maybe you can't even like see, see the buds yet. Like maybe they're not even there. Like you can't actually see them. You're like, okay, God has good things in store for me, but I don't actually see that yet. I don't see a plant in front of me. I don't see the bud in front of me. Well, like on these stems, there's even like in between the little leaves, there's like these little teeny tiny nodes that it starts to shoot out from. And I thought maybe that's it for some people. Maybe there's only this teeny tiny node of a promise, like a little glimmer of maybe something will bloom here. And maybe that's enough hope and promise to stir you forward this year. Maybe, here's a crazy thought, the plants aren't even in your garden yet. Because I bumped into someone uh, who comes to this church and they were saying to me, um, oh, did you know my neighbor's ripping out a bunch of roses and I heard you like roses? Would you like some more plants? Because she's pulling them out and we could transplant those into your garden. And I was like, I've got enough roses already, but thank you. But it got me thinking, maybe, maybe the plant's not even in your garden yet. So maybe there are things that God wants to transplant into your life for this year. Hmm, we could pray about that a bit more later. Keep your eyes open. Stay curious to the things around you and watch life unfold. I recognize that there wasn't no work that went into those promises. I recognize that the homeowner before us put a lot of effort in to have a garden looking that good. And that if I want it to be maintained, I have to maintain it. <laughs> I have to also set aside time and invest into the soil that these things are being grown from. Tim sent me um, a quote when he read through my notes and it was from Richard Raw. It said, remember, mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It is something you can endlessly understand. Hmm. There's another thing to, to think on. Also, um, staying on that topic, when I was chatting with Tim about some of my ideas for, for what I was going to share this morning, we're talking about focusing in on things and setting our focus, but then also noticing things that are going on 
he shared a really awesome revelation in this, is that sometimes when we set our focus, we become a little bit tunnel visioned. And we focus in so much on, I'm going to seek the face of the Lord. I'm going to build the kingdom or whatever, insert whatever you want here. I am going to have a successful career. I am going to give absolutely all I can to my children. I am going to, whatever, insert, insert here. We can set our focus so intensely sometimes that we then miss noticing the new things going on around us. So let us set our focus, yes, <laughs> do that. But let us also remain aware to the changes that are happening, to what God is speaking, to where is he saying, this needs to come to an end now, I'm doing a new thing over here. Or where he's just asking us to, to um, oh, I put here the word inviting us, noticing the changes where God is inviting us into something new. There's often invitations available that we miss. Go check your letterbox. Where is your focus and what can you notice? So like in Psalm 24, are we beginning from a place of knowing this is all God's, right? This is all His. And also keeping the gospel, the good news of Jesus central and being a people who worship and seek the face of the Lord. Where is your focus as we go into 2024? And actually, I think we might just take like one minute of awkward silence. It doesn't have to be awkward. One minute of peaceful silence for you to think about. Where is your focus? And it doesn't actually have to be a thing like, my focus is to seek the kingdom of God. But have a think for a moment. Let's just do that for a second um, and invite Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I invite you into our thoughts right now to think about where is our focus? I pray that you speak to us. Thank you, God. And, and Holy Spirit, will you also talk to us as we stay in this um, space of seeking you? What can we notice? God, what's happening around about us that we haven't really seen yet, that hasn't caught our attention in the way that you desire for it to? What are you inviting us into this year? Holy Spirit, I pray that um, as we take a moment here, that you'll speak to us about what can we notice? Thank you, Jesus. 
we're probably going to finish church like nice and early today, which is great because then we get to have like morning tea and fellowship and chat, which is beautiful. I hope this has maybe given you some thoughts to think about as we, as we begin a new year. Something to kind of ruminate on, some questions to go away with. And the reason I do the like do it in the moment thing just then, which might have felt awkward for some people, is that I've had experiences where I have just taken a moment like that and boom, heard something from God that has changed a course. So I pray that's the case for some of you. And if not, lean in. Like, lean in. God is so, so kind, kinder than you can believe, kinder than you can imagine. He's extremely, extremely good off the scale good. And, and he has good things for you this year. I truly believe it. So, um, yeah, so we're going to bring this to a close um, in my favorite fashion, which is poetry. Yeah. Do you know this church employs me as an artist in mission so that I can be empowered to write poetry and speak prophetically into places in Kapiti and around the nation? And I just think that's absolutely crazy and out of this world unbelievable that, um, yeah, that, that they see the heart and the value of, like, art within, within the church, within Christianity, and that they're willing to invest um, invest in that when I when I this is a side tangent but when I had the conversations with Lawrence initially because the church employed me in November 2022 yep um, and and I was saying you know maybe maybe would the church be interested in commissioning some pieces of poetry you can tell me what to write about and I'll write about it <laughs> that was how I approached it and Lawrence was like, do you know, we'd be far more interested, Sonia, in investing in you as a person than just investing as an end product piece of art. <gasps> Whoa, that's the kind of leaders we have here. We'd be more interested in investing in you as a person. And I just want to say, if you're visiting or you're checking Carpety Impact out, like the heart of family and to invest in people and see the value and worth in people is mind-blowing and has totally changed my relationship with God. So, yeah. So anyway, here's a poem that I got to write because I have been invested in to spend time writing. So, so cool. What are you noticing? Are you going through the motions of normality unaware of the micro and macro shifts in the atmosphere? What are you noticing? Have you paid attention to the changes taking place continually in yourself, your partner, your children, your community? What are you noticing? If it is time for certain things to find their ending, where can you start planning for fresh beginnings? What are you noticing? Let's pray together. God, I pray that you would direct our focus this year, that we wouldn't just um, plan things in our own strength, but that we would be able to tune in and listen to you for direction, tune in and listen to you for focus. I pray that um, our focus in the, in the spiritual would be on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
And God, I also pray that you open our eyes to notice, notice things, notice things that are happening um, spiritually in environments and to be able to speak life and hope into them. But Lord, also just to notice physically what's happening around about us. As mentioned, God, what's happening in the lives of the uh, people we surround ourselves with. Help us to be aware of need. Lord, to not complain about need, but to seek ways to meet it. God, I thank you that you have um, beautiful things in store for people this year. God, rosebuds of potential, and I pray that um, we would see some of those begin to bloom. But I also just take a second to pray for people who feel like... um, who feel like they're in winter during summer. Oh, okay. Um, For people who feel like they're in winter during summer, God, for people who feel like they've been pruned all the way back down to the ground, I pray that they would know that, um, that there is fresh life that comes, that there are patterns and rhythms, that seasons move on. Thank you, Jesus, for the hope you give us and that we can boast in that. And I pray a blessing over Carpety Impact Church into this year. May we be known um, by the way we love one another. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.